Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. going through a series called Dream Again, and it's been incredible. I believe every single Sunday we've been seeing healings, salvation, people really changing and believing that no matter what comes their way 2021, we can dream again, whatever's thrown our way. And we're believing as we go through this series, we're just going to get stronger, more mature, and spiritually be on another level that we've never been before. And really the basis of this series is whatever happens 2021, whether it's a repeat of 2020, whether it's bad, good, whatever comes our way, that if we put our hope in Jesus, we can go after all the good things he has for us. We can dream big dreams for our business, for our marriage, for our families, and over and over again, believe that whatever knocks us back with Jesus, we can still move forward. It's the basis of this series, and we hope that encourage you. And today, we're going to talk about a, a, a cool little story here in the Bible that Jesus is it's just an incredible story with Jesus. I think today what, what I'm praying for and what I'm hoping for is that we would dream again, even though there's, there, there's some things in our life that's, that need some healing. It just needs some stuff we haven't dealt with, some stuff that's kind of holding us back that, that hasn't allowed us to dream again. And I'm praying that through this scripture that we read, as we look at the power of Jesus to heal the things that hurt us, we can dream again. And it's going to be, if you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be in John 5. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 15. If you are taking notes, and I hope you are, the title of my message is Get Off the Mat. Get Off the Mat. And it'll make sense here in a minute as we read this. If you don't have your Bibles, no worries. We'll have it on the screens so you can follow along. And it says this, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. Real, real quick, some context. The reason why the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed all hung out here, because the legend was that an angel from heaven would come down into this pool, the pool of Bethesda, and he would stir up the water. And after he stirred up the water, the first person that got in the water would be healed. And so naturally, they, they, they believe in this legend. And so the lame, the blind, the paralyzed, all these outcasts would literally line up in this colonnade, would hang out here in hopes of being healed. One who was there who had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else gets down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which it took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. And the Sabbath is, is a rest day. You're not supposed to be doing anything. And here's a guy carrying his mat walking when the religious rulers are saying, hey, you're doing this all wrong. 
But he replied, the man who made me well said to pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick up, pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Verse 14, later Jesus found him at the temple and said, and it said to him, see, you are well again, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who made him well. Out of this topic, I believe we can find healing in Jesus. And today we could pick up the mats of our life and walk towards dreaming again. And so we're gonna be here for the next 20, 25 minutes and be encouraged and learn together, amen? So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for this morning that we're alive, we're breathing, we're in church. And God, I just pray that anybody in here, they feel like they don't belong here. They, they're not supposed to be here. They, they don't even know how they got to a church. They would, be, they would be reminded, they would know that you, Jesus, you yourself brought them here for such a time as this, to hear a message of healing and hope and, and, and strength that can come from you, Jesus, that nothing in this world can help us with what we're dealing with. Nothing in this world can heal us but leave us more empty. It's only you, Jesus. You are the answer. And in their cross, we find salvation. I pray for anybody here that doesn't know you, Jesus, that have a relationship with you, Jesus. They would be healed, they'd be saved, and know that the best days are ahead of them, Lord Jesus. So Lord, we love you and we thank you. Jenny, we pray, amen, amen. So I heard a story once about a man who went to a doctor who was in pain all over his body. And he went to this doctor and he's saying, hey doc, everywhere that I touch all over my body, I am in pain and I need your help. I mean, I'm desperate. I, I need, I, I, I want to get over and done with this. And so the doctor says, okay, we're going to do some tests. We're going to find out what the issue is. And so the doctor tells the man, okay, I need you to touch your forehead. The man touches his forehead. Doc, I'm in pain. I, I touch my forehead. I'm, this is excruciating pain. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to figure this out. Okay, touch your shoulder. Man touches his shoulder. Doc, what, everywhere hurts. What am, I, what, what am I not getting through to you? Everywhere, my, my shoulder is, is in brutal pain. Okay, okay, just, just hear me out, hear me out. Touch your thigh. God touches his thigh, goes, Doc, still pain, it still hurts, nothing has changed. The doctor looks back and he's like, okay, I, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. And when your doctor says that, you should probably get another doctor. But he goes, I've never said, I don't know what the issue is. What is going on? And so he's thinking, and the doctor's thinking, and he's thinking, and he's thinking. He goes, okay, okay, humor me. One more test. Just touch your toes. So the man touches his toes, and he goes, doc, it still hurts. So the doctor's like, okay, this is, we got to figure this out. And the doctor's thinking, and he's thinking. He goes, oh, wait a minute. I know the solution to the problem. The reason everything hurts is not because your whole body's in pain. Is that you have a dislocated finger. And so everything you touch, it hurts. So not that your whole body's hurting, it's just your finger that is dislocated. And you see, we could look at that story and we could say, okay, that's funny, that's great, that's awesome. But, but maybe not literally, but in reality, we've all felt this phenomenon. And what I mean is that in our life, there can be pain and there can be hurt. And because of what was done to us or what physical ailment we have or what mental illness we have or something wrong with us, 
that pain and that hurt carries over to every part of our life. So every day, whether it's at work, at school, with your family, you're like, my life is always in pain. I'm always hurt. But in reality, it's just one specific area that's radiating into other parts of your life. In other words, the reason you can't move forward in life and you can't enjoy your life or you don't have the joy of the Lord in your life is because there's one area of hurt you haven't dealt with. There's one area in your life you haven't resolved yet. And because of that one specific pain, because of that one specific area, whether it's unforgiveness, bitterness, whether it's a physical, whether it's a sickness, whatever it may be, that one hurt, that one pain is holding you back from experiencing God's best for your life. It's one thing carrying over into your life. And the truth is we hear a series like Dream Again and we want to get better. We want, to God, we want God's best. We want God's best for our family, our workplace, our business, our marriage, our relationships, our, for our whole entire. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with Jesus and have a bad life. No, we want all of what Jesus has, every blessing, every anointing, every gift. We want those things, but yet the hurt and the pain hasn't been dealt with and we cannot move forward. Or maybe it's the pain and the hurt not, that, that it's not just been dealt with, but you feel paralyzed because of a weakness or a need that you need that hasn't been met. And you're saying, God, I have this pain. God, I have this hurt. And I want to dream again. I want to go after these things. But, but nothing has happened. And what happens is we are paralyzed because of the hurt, the pain, the weaknesses, and the needs. And in reality, in our life, if we can be honest, we may be living, but we're actually not moving anywhere and we feel like we're stuck and that the hurt and the pain is an anchor from holding us back from moving forward in our lives. Think about this man. Every single day he's either carried by somebody or somebody takes him and he has his mat and he's set up and he's here, he's going, okay, you're number one, let's see if I'm gonna get healed. You're number two, here's what, here's, let's see what's gonna happen. And every single day, every single year, every single moment, he's staring at a pool that will never heal him. He gives up his whole life to say, no matter what, I'm going to make sure I put my mat down and I'm going to wait until I am healed. I'm going to wait and I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to show up and I'm going to stare at this pool, even though this pool can't do anything for me. And if we could be honest, I think a lot of us, we carry our mats every day and we set them down and we hope for things to heal us that will never heal us. And every year and every moment, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex, whether it's violence, you name it, over and over and we put our mats down, we go for it and we go, this will help me. I need, my, I need to be healed. I, I'm hurting. I have this pain. I need something. What's going to happen? Can it be this pool? Can it be this? And every single moment, we just eventually get caught in this cycle of where I've tried everything. I've done this. I've been waiting but yet nothing seems to work. And what happens is our mats become our prisons. And in this prison where we're not healed, where we have unforgiveness, where there's bitterness, whether it's physical, physical pain, whether it's in our mind or in our body that, that hasn't been healed yet, Jesus, Jesus hasn't come. I've waited for Jesus. I've waited for something. I've tried everything, but yet here I am. And all we know in this prison, all we know on this mat, is despair. We, we've lost hope because we've tried everything. We've gone, I've, I've gone to church. I feel like Jesus, I, 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 like nothing has worked. 
if you'll be honest, it's hard to dream again when you live in despair. It's hard to dream again when you live in despair because when you're in despair, there's no hope. In this place, in this prison, on this mat, you feel like I will never get healed no matter how hard I try, no matter how long I wait. I'll never change. I'll be stuck with the same old habits, the same old addictions, the same old things that that hold me back and I'll never move forward in my life. And so I lose hope and I give up and I just, I hear about dream again, but yet a part of me says there's no way I can dream again. There's no way that can be me who Pastor Alex and who, who Phil's talking to right now. But the good news about dream again is that there's good news in Jesus. Like we have good news in our story here. Notice what the Bible says that the moment Jesus arrives in Jerusalem, where does he go? He doesn't go to the places of learning. It's a power. He doesn't go to the vacation spots in Jerusalem, the Airbnbs. No, he doesn't do that. The first place Jesus goes into the place where nobody else wants to go. Where the lame, where the blind, where, the, where it probably stinks, where it's probably just negativity, where, where nobody wants to be a part of. That's where Jesus goes. And why does Jesus go there? Why does the, the scripture so clearly tell us Jesus goes there? Because he wants you to know, he wants the reader to know, the writer John wants us all to know that Jesus is not scared to walk into your brokenness. He's not scared to walk into what you feel like is failure, what you feel like is no hope. He's saying, I'm not going to avoid it. I'm going to step into it and show you with me, you can get out of here. You can leave this mat. You can, you can be gone of this lifestyle. And no matter what hurts, whatever it's, whether it's physical, like no matter what hurts in your body or in your life with me, we can get out of here and you can have a life. Don't believe me. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. This is Paul. Paul, if you don't know anything about the Bible, Paul is a guy who wasn't always Paul. His name was Saul. He was a very bad man. He didn't do anything to help the church. But yet Jesus says, I'm going to choose him. I'm going to save him. And I'm going to change his life. And Paul writes most of the Bible. That's how crazy his life is. And look what he says here in 2 Corinthians. And it's how it should encourage us. He says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, God's doing amazing things in my life. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Meaning Paul had a hurt and he had pain that was literally on his side that he could not remove it. Every day he had pain. Every moment he had pain. He did ministry with pain. He did ministry hurt. He was moving everywhere in pain but yet here is what jesus tells him three different times i begged the lord to take away i'm asking god i'm waiting god when is this going to be removed and each time jesus says my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness so Paul says, because of that, now I'm glad that I can boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults, the hardships, the persecutions, the troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, he is strong. That's why the mat doesn't define you. The hurt doesn't define, the pain, it's real. I'm not discounting it, but it doesn't have to hold you back in a prison. And Jesus wants you to know that you can get off the mat so you can get on the move and you can move forward in your life. And today, this morning, some of you are stuck and you're hurting, you're in pain. I'm praying this will be the day that you get your mat, you pick it up and you walk forward with your pain and not let it hold you back. It's time to get off the mat, move forward. There's so much life to live. And yes, what I'm saying can be so trivial when it's like, Phil, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the pain. You're right, I don't. 
But if I look at my own life, I have a mom who, who beat breast cancer. And through that, mo- through that moment, didn't look down on herself, didn't give up on life, but she moved forward. I have a wife who's struggling with depression. But you know what? She goes to see a therapist. She prays. She comes to church. And she makes sure she's surrounded by people so she doesn't feel sorry for herself. And she moves forward because they don't want to stay on their mat. And neither should you. So I know it hurts. I know it's not always easy, but what, else, what other choice do you have? Do you stay on that mat? Do you stay on that prison? Do you allow what's happening in your life to hold you back? Or do you say, no matter what happens to me, I'm going to keep moving forward. How bad do you want a better future? How bad do you want to change? How bad do you want to be healed? Because Jesus is ready to change our lives, but are we? Are we truly ready to change our lives? Do we say it and believe it, or do we say it and discount what Jesus can do? I mean, I believe all of us want to change. All of us don't want to keep living a sinful lifestyle. All of us don't want to keep living a life that leads, after, leads to dead end after dead end after dead end. We, don't, we, we want to be happy. We want to be joyful. We want to, we want to, we want to go places. We want, our, we want things. We all want good things, but life has a funny way of making that really difficult to attain. Things happen. Stuff happens. In our story, here's a man who for 30 year, 38 years wants to be healed, but there's some things that get in the way. And I think we all can relate to these things. If we look at verse two through three, John paints a picture of the environment that he is in. And the environment that he is in is They're all hanging out at this pool, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed, waiting for a pool that can't save them. And the issue is, your environment could be a dangerous place. Notice that in life, and this happens to all of us, like-minded people like to hang out together. Like, like if you agree with me or you're going to the same thing as me, if we, we like the same thing, we gravitate towards each other. But what happens when it comes to despair and, and sadness and hurt, we've all heard the saying, misery loves company. And for some reason, our, 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 our chemical makeup in our human society, how we live, we are addicted to misery sometimes. And when we're going through something in our life, what do we want to do? We want to hang out with people that are going through the same thing as us. Here are guys, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. They all brought their mats every day. Hey, Steve, nice mat. Hey, Sarah, saw you, oh, oh your mess still the same? Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Same people, same issues, same struggles, all together, every day, hoping for the same thing. And if we're not careful, our environment will keep us from ever getting off our mat. The environment that we're in will literally keep us from ever stepping foot away from this mat and towards our healing. Because misery loves company. And the problem is, is when you're hurting and you're miserable and you're going through it, you gravitate towards somebody who's going through miserable and horrible things and you guys get together and now that's your culture. That's your environment. That's all you talk about. That's all that goes on. It's miserable sadness, no, no joy, nothing. And that's who you become. It's, it's your environment. It's what you hear. It's what you succumb to. It's literally every single day, environment, environment, miserable sadness. That's all I know. And I don't go anywhere. I just stay the same, talking about how miserable we are, not going anywhere. That's a dangerous place to be. The reason it's a dangerous place to be, because if we can be honest, this group, to me, didn't want to change. 
I don't think they really wanted to be healed. I think they got together so they could be enabled, not changed. So they can be pitied, not changed. So they could be affirmed, not changed. And the problem with that is that Jesus is in the changing business. Like Jesus wants to change people. He doesn't want to affirm when you feel sad. He doesn't want to enable you to keep doing wrong. He's saying, no, I know that you're hurting and I know that, but you got to get out of this environment because I want to change you. And some of us are environments that literally we will never change because we hear the same thing. We talk the same way. And it's all that we know because the environment we are in doesn't change and doesn't move. We're not going to move. We're not going to change because of where we are with our environment. Think about this. What kind of friends or what kind of people was our man hanging out with to always be put far away from the pool? For 38 years, the guy couldn't get close once. <laughs> I, like, I read this, and I'm like, well, who, who are your friends? Like, like, what is going on? It's like 38 years, that's a lot, but I mean, I mean, like, come on, let's be real. I mean, you're in the wrong connect group, my man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that, must be the, that must not be the connect group that does the chicken wings and the food. Like, I, I don't know what you guys do in that one. But think about it. Here's a guy for 38 years. He's always away from the pool. He's never close to it. He's never near it. Whether it's his friends or somebody else that he just, I guess, meets that day, they always put him far away from the pool instead of close to the pool. But a lot of us, if we could be honest, we have people that we associate with that are friends with, that are even our own family that put us away from our dreams and our goals and actually put us closer to them. And every day we're like, why am I not getting better? Why am I not where I want to be? You got to check your environment. Who are you hanging out with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? I get family is family, but sometimes you need to give some family some space and say, you're too negative. Ma, you're always miserable. Grandma, you're always miserable. Oh my gosh, like what is happening? Like, I can't be around this. Because the more you're with it, it affirms and it, and it enables your, 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 your sadness when, when that's, not, that's not healthy. And I want people around me that are going to push me towards dreaming again, getting me closer to Jesus than more far away. Look what it says in Ecclesiastes 4 9, and we say this all the time. I mean, we've, this is like our, our verses for connect groups and why community is so important. It says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Think about this. Notice how the verse doesn't say this. If either of them falls down, the other one can fall too, and they can be together on the floor. No, it doesn't say that. And it doesn't say this either, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them down. No, it says pity somebody who doesn't have somebody that's going to help them get off their mat and get them closer to Jesus. That's the pity. The pity isn't that I have somebody that can, that can make me more miserable, make me more sad, and enable me to feel these things that aren't helping me. It's pity anyone who has somebody that's not going to shake them out of their rut, get them up, and say, hey, hey, bro, I know you're hurting. I know you're going through it, but we got to get to church. We got to get to connect group. We got we to gotta fix this. You cannot stay on your mat. I won't allow it. Those are the type of friends that you need. Hey, you've been on your mat too long, bro. It's been 38 years. I'm going to pick you. I'm going to toss you in that pool. Right, we're going to figure it out. But you're not going to stay on the mat. Who is your environment? This man on the mat, 38 years, yet Jesus shows up. That's why I love Jesus. I love how meticulous and how strategic he is. Jesus had a plan. 
Jesus didn't just show up here to hang out and feel sorry for people. No, he came here to heal somebody. Like Jesus knew after he healed the Samaritan woman and after he healed the official son, he's like, I'm gonna heal some more people. And he knew that he was gonna come to this place and meet this man. His man's life was gonna be changed. And here's Jesus and Jesus sees this guy and he has compassion for him. And I want you to know something. Jesus had compassion for him, whether he was saved or not. The Bible doesn't tell anything about this man's lifestyle. We don't know if he's a Christian. We don't know if he's not saved. We don't know anything. We just know that no matter what, Jesus saw him, not for being a Christian or not, but just saw him as somebody who was hurting and said, I have compassion for you. So maybe you're here. I'm not a Christian, Phil. Does Jesus love me? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He loves every single one in this building today, regardless of whether you believe in him or not. He wants to heal you whether you believe him or not. So he looks at this man, he has compassion for him, and he says, do you want to be healed? Imagine for 38 years, you hear, the, you hear this, this answer of, oh my God, this is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Yet what does the man say? Doesn't say yes. Doesn't even say no. He just complains. Jesus like, I, like picture, like it's a movie. Jesus like shows up, like, you know, white lights everywhere. And he's just like, do you want to get well? And the guy's like, well, Jesus, here's the thing, you know, like I have nobody to help me to get me to the pool. And then when I get to the pool, somebody gets there before me. And it's like, all right, bro, that's not, you know, a simple yes would have sufficed. You know what I mean? Like, and the reason why he answered that is because he had a victim mentality. He had a victim mentality. Think about it, 38 years. I just, I've just been on this mat. 38 years, I'm just, this is me every day. There's a little crease there. Okay, here we go. 38 years, just, this is me. This is my life. 38 years, just, you know, oh, somebody, George got it today. He got healed. You know, like 38 years, just hanging out. Just, and it's all he knows. He just knows losing. He just knows not being healed. He just knows being stuck and being in prison. And so what happens, his mind now says, this is what you are. You are a loser. You are a victim. You will never get healed. You, your life is done. Like there's nothing ahead of you. Your 38 years have been wasted. Now, now that the next, the next 38 years of your life, this is what you're going to be. And he had believed it so much that when he finally met somebody that can heal him, he didn't even say yes. He just goes, oh, well, Jesus, I, I don't know what can help me in the pool. Nobody can, nobody can get me in there. And the only thing we need to realize is that when you have a victim mentality, you're always going to blame somebody else and you're always going to feel like your future, there is no hope. A victim mentality, literally, what did he do? He goes, Jesus, I'll never get healed. No one can get me to the pool. He, he believes he has no future. Second thing, what does he do? He blamed. He goes, somebody else gets in the pool. Somebody else gets healed. Blame them. Look at them. We compare. We do all these things. That's... That's a, and again, I, I pro, hear me with, with grace. I'm not discounting what you're going through. I'm not discounting it. The abuse, the pain, the singing, it, it's real. But you have a choice to let it just that be your story or say, no, I can't end like this. I can't, I can't keep going like this. I got to keep moving forward. Because I wonder how much time we waste complaining about being victim when we can actually be moving like I think about it for 38 years he had no there's no plan of like I don't know what was paralyzed we don't know if it was his whole body or it was his legs but like bro I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way I'm gonna get there it might be, take me 38 years to get there but I'm gonna move I'm gonna I'm, alright my legs don't work but I'll find something with my arms and but you know he same spot same place same time 
Same result. Over and over again. Blame other people, compare other people, just blame God, blame Jesus, blame, blame everybody. Instead, we could be moving. Could be moving. Yeah, little by little. Yeah, ups and downs. Yeah, it's gonna hurt a little bit. But you move and you move. And I love in the stories that this man has been here for 38 years. And Jesus, the son of God, looks at him and doesn't judge him. It doesn't say, yeah, you are a victim, stay there. No, he goes, he goes, yeah, oh, you, you could have just said yes, but even with that silly answer, get up, take up your mat and walk. So Jesus was like, hey, I love you so much that I don't need to hear all that, bro. Just, just get your mat, pick it up and walk. And so what Jesus literally does is free this man from, from not having a prison to not having a reminder. And what's that reminder? Is that whenever you feel like getting back on that mat, you remind yourself that when Jesus got you out of it, it was permanent. It was permanent. That this mat, you carry it with you. Don't, you don't let this mat go. You frame it, you put it in your, you gotta make sure you don't forget this mat. Because it was on this mat that Jesus Christ himself healed you and got you from that broken situation and helped your family and helped your mom and helped you with your own salvation. Don't you forget this mat because it's going to help you when you feel like throwing in the towel, when you feel like giving up. And if there was anybody that had a reason, a legitimate reason to be a victim, it was Jesus. Jesus was perfect. He was the son of God in human form and he didn't make mistakes. He didn't mess up. He did no wrong. Yes, he was fully human, but he was fully God. And Jesus seeing sin enter the world and saw that our, our path led to death because of sin, he came down. And when he came down to this earth, he was rejected. He was beaten. They ripped off his beard. They, they accused him. He was betrayed by his people, the people he loved bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing yet did did you ever hear Jesus once say pity me oh feel sorry for me oh shame oh God man you don't love me no he didn't give in to a victim mentality because he knew on the other side of that pain was glory that he was gonna down that cross and it was going to hurt the worst pain he will ever feel ever. But he knew that after three days, that pain would be history and all we would know and all he would know is glory and salvation and a hope and a future for our lives like never before. So you wanna know what it looks like and feels like to be a victor? Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Jesus gets away from the crowd. The religious rulers talk to the man and that's a whole nother preaching, but Jesus gets away. And after the man's talking to, done talking to the religious, religious leaders, he, <laughs> they are kind of religious losers, but um, like, <laughs> I just had to say it. I'm not my tongue when it got twisted. So I just had to say it, but he comes back and he finds the man. And I can just imagine Jesus is like, hey, you're made well, right? Awesome. Hey, well, here's some, uh, here's some, some tips stop sinning or, or something may 
something worse may happen to you. Here's the truth. Jesus, he cares more about our spiritual health than our physical health. Because he knows either in this life or the next, our, our physical bodies will be taken care of. That we can get, we know that when we step foot in heaven, we're gonna have a brand new body. It's gonna be great. And all the pain and sickness, that, that goes away. He can heal us today. Yes, he, and he can. We're gonna believe that he can heal. But our bodies will be secure. But our spirits is another story. You see, the reason why our spiritual health matters is because if we choose to live a life in sin, living a, living a life in sin in some ways is worse than being paralyzed for 38 years. Because a life of sin will lead you down a place where, where there, there'll be pain unimaginable. You have to understand that sin, the worst part about it is that it'll get you back on the mat. Jesus heals you, changes your life completely, gives you a brand new beginning, a, fr- a brand new start, but yet we go back to, to our old ways. We go back to our old relationships. We go back to our old ways of lifestyle and reality. What we do is we, we take our mat and we go, yep, I remember this place. We set it up and we sit back down and we forget everything that Jesus has done for us. Jesus, he cares more about your spiritual health than your physical health because he knows that your spiritual health is the most, is the one that is in most danger of going to a place that, that you're not gonna wanna go to. But if you give your life to Jesus, that place is never gonna be your reality. Your reality is whether you're not healed yet, but one day will be, that, that's, that's your hope. Your hope is that I no longer will go to hell, I will now go to heaven, and going to heaven is a great, great deal. But even while we wait here on earth, we still have a purpose and we still can be healed and Jesus wants to do something amazing in your life. And so yes, he wants to heal your physical body, but he, he, he cares more about your spiritual health. And today I just, I just wonder how many people are hurting and are in pain and you feel stuck and you feel like you're in prison. You feel like you're just, you're just in a rut. You feel like you're stuck on your mat and you feel like you're staring at something that, that you thought was gonna help you, but it hasn't. Man, I, I really believe that we can be healed this morning. I really believe it. Whether it's a physical sickness or an emotional stress, why not make this morning the morning where we say, I'm getting off my mat and I'm moving forward. I'm I'm getting off my mat. I'm I'm, I'm putting it away just as a reminder, but I'm I'm not gonna put it back down and get on it. Today we can be healed in Jesus' name. We can stand up to our feet to wrap up service. I just want to pray for a couple people. You see, in a room like this, I, I don't know everybody's story. I, you know, I only know, you know, I know, I know people here in our church, but, but maybe you're here for the first time we haven't met. I, I don't know everybody's story. I don't know what everybody's going through. But I know all of us have a mat that we deal with. I know that we have a mat that we struggle with. And like I said before, maybe it's, it's a physical sickness it is something in your mind is something in your body and you feel like the pain and the hurt is just too much to bear and and you're, you're just stuck 
or maybe it's an emotional stress and you're, you're struggling with anger. You're struggling with, with depression. You're struggling with self-doubt. You're struggling with addiction. You're struggling with a mental psychological battle that makes you stuck and, and you believe these lies and you self-sabotage yourself and you have character defects that you don't like about yourself. And so you're just like, man, I'm just a horrible person and I'm not gonna get any better and I'm, I'm just gonna throw in the towel. We're gonna pray that today you would be healed. We're gonna believe with all of our faith, all of your faith, all of our faith collectively, that today you will be healed. And so with every eye closed and every head bowed, maybe today that's you, you're, you're on your mat. You brought your mat to church today. You brought your mat to church and you're saying, Phil, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it, I'm stuck. I'm, I feel like I'm in a prison. I feel like I can't get out. I feel like I'm, I'm losing hope. I feel like giving up. I feel like throwing in the towel. I feel like I, I, I'm looking for an answer. I'm hoping, I'm waiting. I, I can't get anything. I need an answer. I need healing. I need Jesus. Today, if that's you and you, you want healing today, healing for your body, healing for your soul, for your mind, can you just lift up your hand and we could pray together I'm not going to count to three you can just lift it up and don't be ashamed I'm, I'm with you I got some anger I got to deal with I got some anger I got to get rid of and I'm, I'm, I'm praying that Jesus would heal me it's beautiful thank you Jesus Lord by your stripes we are healed we are healed Jesus that you would just open heaven right now and be with us I pray for everybody that has their hand up in this moment Jesus that healing would fill their hearts whether it is a physical sickness in their mind in their emotions Jesus right now touch that thing and heal it Lord Jesus give us the strength to get off our mats this morning give us the strength to get up even when it hurts to get up even when we're tired to get up even when it stinks jesus and we don't feel like it jesus that you would help us holy spirit give us the strength to rise up like phoenixes out of the ashes lord jesus of our own hurt and our pain yes we're gonna have our ups and our downs jesus but we believe in you we could still have a brand new life a brand new beginning and we have hope for our future jesus heal us this morning Heal physical bodies right now, whether it's cancer, whether it's asthma, whether it's depression, that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it would be healed, Jesus. Pray for anybody that's struggling with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, that right here, mighty Jesus, that you would heal them and remove those thoughts and replace them, Lord Jesus, with thoughts of, of prosperous future, thoughts of, of how much you love them, of thoughts that you have given them grace, that even if they mess up, they aren't mess ups, but they are brand new creation. They're child of God, Jesus. Pray for anybody that's struggling with anger, struggling with rage and, and impatience codependency pray that today Lord Jesus they will leave these things at your feet and they be healed in you Jesus Lord we give it all to you because nothing else in this world will fix us nothing else in this world will make us whole nothing in this world will, will, 
will replace the broken pieces inside of us except a relationship with you, Jesus. So heal us this morning, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. He, he's not your Lord and your Savior. You don't have a relationship with him. You, you've never made a decision to become a Christian. You, 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 you've, you've never done that. I want to give you that opportunity because here's, here's a beautiful thing. Jesus does want to heal you physically. He doesn't want to heal you mentally. Yes, that, that's, that's awesome and he will. But the main thing he wants to heal is your soul. And right now your soul without Jesus is destined to a place that will not be, that will not be where you want to go and not be. And here's the thing. Jesus wants to remove that sin from your life and come into your life now and say, I've removed that sin. Now you're going to have salvation. Now you're going to be saved from your sins. You're going to be in heaven one day. I'm going to give you purpose here on earth. Like that's what Je- Jesus came down to earth to die for our sins that were meant for us. But yet he replaced us with him. And now because of Jesus, we can have a brand new life. Does it mean life's always going to be easy? No, but it's always going to be better with Jesus. So today you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you want to accept him as your Lord and your Savior. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if that's you, I just want to lead you in a prayer. So one last time, church, if we could just bow our heads and close our eyes. The reason we do this is just so we can have privacy. If you want to accept Jesus for the very first time and you want to have a brand new life, a brand new beginning, you want to dream again for your 2021, I want to lead you in a prayer, but first I want to know who I'm praying with. So if that's you, you want to start a brand new life with Jesus, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand. You can put it right back down. I just want to see who I'm praying for. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to do anything like that. I just want to know who needs needs prayer, who wants to make this decision. So on the count of three, that's you. You make, you make that decision. Don't hesitate. Don't wait for next week, next month. No, no. Tomorrow's not promised to no man. Today's the day. Make a change with Jesus. One, two, three. You lift up your hand if you want to accept Jesus. God bless you. I see you, man. God bless you. I see you, man. Awesome. You can put your hands down. Amazing, guys. Amazing. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Those of you who raised your hand, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And this prayer is the confession part. It's us confessing that we want Jesus to come into our life, to save us, to be our Lord. And the beautiful thing is that we're not going to do this alone. We're not going to leave you hanging. We're not going to hand you a mic and make you say this out loud. No, as a church family, we're going to say this together, every single one of us with you. So it's a repeat after me prayer. And it's not the prayer that saves you, but it's you talking to your Savior that changes your life and lets you know that you're making the decision permanent. So it goes like this, Lord Jesus, I open my heart, invite you inside to be my friend, to be my savior, to be my God. Forgive me of my sins, wash me clean. From this day forward, I wanna follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, I thank you and I love you. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, hey, for those of you who raised your hand and made that decision, man, we're so pumped for you. Like, we're so excited for your new journey with Jesus. And again, we know also a lot of us in that room has made the decision. We know the first time you make it, you're like, okay, what did I just do? 
and we get it, and that's awesome. You're, you're about to step into an exciting journey. What I want you to do is this, is after service, if you guys can, and maybe you came with a friend or a family member that's been to church and they know where to go, want to give you one of these Bibles. It is a free Bible. It's not like you get this Bible and then you're going to get something in the mail saying you owe us five bucks. No, nothing like that. Like we literally just want to give you this Bible because it's in this Bible you can hear about how much Jesus loves you and everything he wants to do for your life. And the, the cool thing about the Bible we give you specifically is that there's little side notes. It, it gives you con. It just makes the Bible, which can be intimidating, easy to read. And so it's free. It's free. It's free. After service, don't rush out. Make sure you get one of these. And I promise you, it'll bless your life. Well, hey, church, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dream again. I'm ready to go after God with everything we have. And um, I don't know about you, but I just don't want, I just want nothing to hold me back. And again, that's me saying, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but I know that that I have my mat to remind me of what God's done. And so when everything, when something does come into my life, something does intimidate me, does kind of give me a little hesitancy to move forward, I remind myself of what Jesus did for me and I keep moving forward. Amen? Wait, I'm going to pray for you guys one more time and then we're going to leave here celebrating everything that Jesus has done. Amen? Love you guys and let's go out believing for the best. Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for the healing that you started, the healing that you've done. And we just pray that you would continue to speak to us on our Monday and our Tuesday at work with our family. Help us to remember our match that you saved us from. So Lord, we love you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. We'll worship one more time.